music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You're hearing from well-known record promo guy Dave Morell about his recent book, Horse Doggin', the first installment of the Morell Archives. Now, this book takes you from his early obsession with the Beatles to an encounter with John Lennon, who gave Dave his copy of the unreleased Beatles Butcher album cover and signed it. Now, Dave went on to get Ringo's and Paul's autograph on the cover. There's some great stories that go along with those. And we'll pick back up with Dave when he's asked to once again appear on the radio. Here we go. All of a sudden, Howard Smith, the DJ, had Dave Morrell, me, on the radio to say, this nut is a big Beatles fan, collected a lot of stuff, and he got to meet John Lennon. And Dave's going to play us some stuff tonight. Well, the next week, Howard Smith said on the radio, Dave got more letters than anybody except a celebrity. So many people wrote to me. I got a letter from a kid named Ron Fermanac. Ron Fermanac has done This Is Elvis, The Beatles Anthology, Kids Are All Right by the Who. He's done over 200 CDs for Capitol. He's worked with The Beatles. He is a stellar archivist. Okay. So him and I became buddies, and we'd go to New York each week. We'd go to art stores. We'd go to record stores. We'd go to antique stores. We'd go to flea markets. We'd go down to Canal Street and hunt of the Beatles memorabilia stuff. Anything we could get our hands on, we purchased. We then started a Beatle business back in 1972 called Beatles for Sale. Oh. Well, get this. One of our first calls was from Geraldo Rivera. Wow. And he said, I'm doing a television show called Good Night America, and I want to do a thing about the Beatles from Liverpool to the world. And I'd like to uh, use some pictures. Can you fellas come in? And me and Ron went in with everything we had, and it blew him away. I bet. And he sent all of our memorabilia to Los Angeles to a guy who was going to do a film of it. But weren't you scared when he packed it all up? I was very scared. It was ABC television, ABC network, ABC lawyers, and I felt safe. Okay. When the stuff came back, Ron was livid. There were holes in his stuff. There was (gasps) scotch tape. He was very, very mad. And that night on ABC television... Geraldo uh, introduced the film saying, you know, Dave Morrell, who collects the Beatles, and he left Ron's name out. So now Ron's name was left out, material was treated poorly, Uh and what he was promised from Geraldo, but we couldn't tell anybody at the time, was Ron wanted some raw footage that ABC would have in their can to film that nobody would see. In other words, once the reporter goes and shoots the Beatles, they bring it back to the studio, they edit it, and they put it on TV. Ron wanted these outtakes, and he didn't get them either. Oh. But what really made the story miserable is that the movie became a documentary, and that year at the Academy Awards, that guy won an Oscar for Best Documentary of that year with his (laughs) Beatle movie. And we didn't get any credit. We didn't get any money. Uh, We were two kids that got stepped on, and we just had to move on. And you had Uh, no people. No, couldn't even tell our parents, (laughs) but we were doing the fix. So after losing the Oscar... And Ron, being 14 years old and me being 17, we certainly had no way to chase an Oscar or get our names on the film or reach sure. these people. Yeah. So, you know, we looked the other way and continued our lives, collecting and going around together, and it led to many great adventures. But one day, going to Ron's house, his brother's bedroom was all dolled up like a record store. And I went, who on earth is this guy, and where did he get these? Does your family own a record store? And Ron said to me, no, my brother works at a a record company warehouse 
I huh. said, geez, I'm out of high school and I don't have a job. Great. Believe it or not, everybody, because I want everybody to come along this journey with me and feel that uh, anything is reachable when you reach. Uh-huh. I started uh, my career in a record business, which is now past 40 years. Okay. A beautiful run of loving music. And that day, when I joined the music business and got a paycheck, my title was the lowest of the low. They actually have a title, and I was the assistant stock boy. Okay. Not even the stock boy. <laughs> I was an assistant stock boy. And I just had to work my way up with the right attitude, the right work ethic, loving music, and wanting to come to work so on a daily basis. So you're proof that dreams come true. I'm telling you right from my heart that that is the truth. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're in the middle of our interview with record company exec Dave Morell, author of the newly released Morell Archives, telling his story about his rise in the music business. But what's interesting was in the back of the warehouse, there was a man and he was in a giant cage. And the cage was locked. And the reason was all the cool stuff was in there. Mm -hmm. The T-shirts, the posters the free promotional albums, the free singles. And that was the place to be. That fella had his own record player back there, and all he did was mail the record that came off the trucks first, all the disc jockeys, so they would get the mailings of all those current Warner Electro-Atlantic releases. Okay, so that's how they did well, it. Well, as the summer ended, that fella decided to leave, and I got to be in the cage. So you were that guy. And here I was cracking open a promotional box of albums and my job was to send it to these DJs. And right. uh, once in a while, if, like if it was a DJ that liked uh, Frank Zappa and I saw an extra Frank Zappa t-shirt, I'd hand pick it out, stick it in for him. That started kind of the promotional gene started growing there, huh? Thank you. That That is right. Mm-hmm. Now, being at Warner Electric Atlantic and being in New York, they had concerts all the time. And one of the things a record company wanted to do would be to impress the artist but they could get a big turnout because they were a priority at the company. So uh, with that in mind, many of the people in the music business are jaded, they're older, they got wives, they got kids, they got to get up in the morning. So they were always offering tickets to people you know, in the warehouse to come. Yeah. And I never said no. I went to everything. And this put me in front of a lot of people and enabled me to meet so many wonderful artists I would have never seen. I would have never spent my own money to see you right. know, the, the Spinners, Roberta Flack, Todd Runder, Bonnie Raitt, Little Feet, big cultural events, the Rolling Stones when they did Get Your Yaya's Out album, uh-huh. John Lennon when he did the one-to-one benefit concert there, wow. and George Harrison when he did the Bangladesh concert. And right when the book ends on volume one, Horse Dog in the Morell Archives, we get the news as we're in this warehouse in New Jersey, the cage and everything's happening, that the warehouse is about to close and mm. everybody's going to lose their job. Oh, wow. And it was devastating to everybody. Uh, meanwhile, a few of us would get asked to come to New York City to work, but there would be no pay increase mm. and there'd be no uh, expenses to get to and from New York. So many people said, <sighs> poo-poo to that. Right. I took that opportunity. Okay. And so in December of 1973, my first job in New York City in the record business, being the promotion coordinator, and I'm about to go see George Harrison for that holiday. He was about to perform mm. uh, at Madison Square Garden. And up ahead on the road for my next book in January, Warner Brothers is about to make me their promotion man at 21 years old. Wow. So, you know, so awesome. you really yeah. made your own opportunities as you went along. 
I followed a passion that we could all follow, whether you're a stamp collector or a coin collector. I loved it, but it was persistence that paid off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And where can people find the book? Right now it's on Amazon.com, and there's a Kindle version that's beautiful. It has 20 photographs that I personally took of John Lennon, Elvis Presley, the Kinks, that no one's ever seen before. Wow. So uh, it's doing very well at Amazon.com. Obviously, it's in the hands of some other people. But one of the things I, I do love, and I don't know about you as artists, but having control of your own work is very important to me. Yes. So I'm very happy. It's been a wonderful journey, especially being on the radio with, with you today. Awesome. And so it's called Horse Doggin', the Morell Archives, Volume 1, by Dave Morell, available now at Amazon.com. Perfect. Author and record company exec, Dave Morell. Keep it here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. We'll be right back with California pop married duo, Brandon and Leah, and they have quite the famous lineage. Stay tuned. 